spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hey, Billy. What is it, Dominic? I've not got my headphones on. Put listen. them on. No, you no, won't no, know listen. what I'm seeing. But listen to this. Listen right. to this. You tell me if you can hear it. Can you hear that? I'll do it again. Now, for the listeners out there, not the people watching the show, I wonder what they would guess. You close your you know what it is, but close your eyes and say your best guess of what you think this is, but not be the actual real thing. Very cool. I tell you mine. Yeah. An old man running up a hill in a park, trying to chase after his old dog. Let me hear it again. Oh, yeah. What would you say? I would say it was like a, like a, a Great Dane has got, has got the scent of a, a squirrel and mm. uh, behind a bush. And he's chasing after him. He's just, oh, he's gone. <laughs> How's your dog's nose? What do you mean? Has he got a good sense of smell? My dog's got no nose. How does he smell? Awful. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, no, he does. I told you, he, he found a, a opossum. Yeah, an opossum. <gasps> oh, horrific story. And he, he found a rat last night. <whistles> was it in your kitchen? No, it was, it was running through the back garden. And my wife said, was that a rat? And I had to say, no, it was a squirrel. But uh, it was a rat. Oh, no, so, but she'll know now. She doesn't listen to this. Oh, no, why would she? <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, it's good to see you. It's lovely to see you. What's been going on this week? Well, this week has been absolutely packed full. Ram jam full. I get up first thing in the morning, and before I know it, it's last thing at night. Mm. We have that conversation quite a lot. I check in with you very often. You never check in with me, but that's fine. I always go, hey, Billy, how was your day? And you go, absolutely slammed. I don't know what went on. And suddenly it's six o'clock. Exactly. Go, Have you got time for a little League of Legends? You say, no, I've not got time. I've not got the brain space for Took it. it. I'm maybe putting something in the oven. Mm-hmm. Was it a halibut? A fr- no, a friend came round with... Um, Frankenstein. No, a friend came round with... Uh, what do you call that? The pasta with the cheese? Cheesy pasta? No. Macaroni. Oh, macaroni. Macaroni and cheese. But they but made he, macaroni and cheese for you? Yeah, and he piled it up so high that when I put it in the oven, he said, put it in the oven for 30 minutes at 425. So I did. Next thing, the whole house was full of smoke because it had dripped off the sides, Dom, onto the bottom of the oven. Oh, no. I never put a tree underneath. I should have put a tree underneath it, you see. And the place was full of smoke. Fire, fire, fire! Fire, fire! It was like backdraft. I was scared to open the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to feel the handle. Yeah. Now, did your dog alert you? Did did Bobby come over and go, Nothing. Just sleeping, going, love the smell of cheese in there. Love the smell of burning cheese. Mm. Love the smell of burning cheese. And then it sounded like this. Oh, very strange, yeah. Yeah. That hubble bubble, boil in trouble, yeah. Exactly. Well, what a time you've had. Mm. 
Kitchen Mishaps by Billy Boyd. And have you done it? This week. Done it, doing a lot of doctor stuff, are you not? I'm having a colonoscopy. Now, listen, everyone out there, if you're 45 or older, there's no shame in it. Go get a colonoscopy. Ryan Reynolds, one of the great modern-day movie stars, and might I say, a dreamboat. Him and his friend, Rob, is it McElhaney? 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 I think. They both had a colonoscopy on camera to try and rid us all of the shame of a colonoscopy. Now, well, there you is no shame. You shouldn't be ashamed. You're, you're... It's more of the hassle, isn't it? Yeah. So when you're getting yours? I'm getting mine done this Wednesday. Well, we no, this. sorry, sorry, Thursday. And you're Thursday. getting yours done, yeah. Because Wednesday I'm doing a whole liquid diet. Thursday That's morning, right. colonoscopy. You? Colonoscopy, Monday. So when's your liquid diet start? Well, mine is more intense than yours. I was told not to have any uh, fiber Friday. Right. Saturday, kind of just liquid. But simple food. Simple food. Simple food. Simple foods. Sunday, only liquids. No color. No color in them. Mm-mm. And then Monday, and we go. So what will that be for you on Sunday? Would that be apple juice, grape juice? What else are you thinking that's colorless that you can get down? Tea? Apparently, you're also allowed, like, um, or is this the day before? Yeah, uh, like, uh, would you call it like bone broth and all that? Oh, right. Were you allowed that? Didn't didn't stipulate to me whether I could have bone broth or not. I'll Cle- probably just have a day of like nothing water, really. Yeah, clear soups, juices. Well, I look forward to hearing all about your colon. Well, you'll be first. Yeah. Well, I look forward to telling you. Peeling the onion. Hey, we've had a riddle sent in. Right, go on. I love riddles. You know that, Tom. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, Eddie, our producer, knows the answer to this because we don't. Stuart. Oh, no, this is from Calvin Drake. Ready? Calvin Drake. Mm-hmm. I have long been buried. Hey, dead, dead body. It's not finished right, yet. Right, carry on. I'm going to start again, actually. Okay. I have long been buried, yet still many wish to sunder my head and bite my flesh. Sunder my head? Sunder? Sunder. I do no harm until my skin is pierced. Uh Uh-huh. For then they who pierce me will soon pay with their tears. An onion. I think it is an onion, isn't it? It's an effing onion, I'm sure of it. It's an onion. (laughs) The friendship onion. Incredible. What else is going on? Uh, Let me think, Tom. Any League of Legends this week? No. You want a League of Legends update? I'll give you one. I've decided to try new uh, champions <coughs> because you tell me that I don't play enough. Did I? Yeah, champions. You say all you do is Heimerdinger. Well, there was a else. point where I did say that, but now you've gone back to playing Kaiser at quite a good level. Yeah. So now ah. I want to try other things. So I tried Mordekaiser. Oh, yeah, you've been good at Mordekaiser. I no, think it's rubbish. important, really. I think it's important for you to have two in each lane. So two options in top, two jungle, two mid, two ADC, two support. Because if you're playing Heimerdinger and they ban him and you're like, well, that's all I can play in mid, then you have to dodge. And I don't want to dodge. I've never dodged. I dodged the other, t- the other day because I tried to play Ash support. Someone picked it in the enemy team. I went for Lux in mid. One of my team picked Lux. I got the jungle. So I was like, okay, I'll play Kazix. And they banned Kazix. I was like, well, I can't play. It's a nightmare. Dom, 
You've done well. You can't you can't do any more than that. Yeah. So, are you ready to be your own boss yet? Start, run, and grow your own successful business with Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform. Mm-hmm. Once your store is live, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. Shopify grows with your business anywhere thanks to their endless list of integrations and third-party apps. Literally everything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chart bots, Everything you need to customize your business to your needs is already in your hands. Do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork thanks to the built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze your online marketing campaigns. Running a successful business means getting the insights you need to grow wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you'll manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Mm, now, having your own business can be overwhelming at the best of times, oh. Billy. There's so much to do, and you feel like it's all on you. The great thing oh. about Shopify is it takes some of that workload out of your hands and makes it really, really simple. So when you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on. Try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash onion, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash onion to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash onion. Your business can't keep waiting for your dream hire to sweep you off your feet. How do you find them right now? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Mm. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over... 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if your responsibility at a business is to be hiring people you, and you're on a computer, you can sometimes have 10 windows oh, open up too much of stuff. people and do they do this and do they do that. Mm. Indeed brings it all together. They make it as simple as possible. It's absolutely fantastic. The right candidate is doing everything they can to find you. And if you use Indeed, you can be sure you're doing everything you can to find them too. Finding great talent doesn't have to be a second job. You can reclaim your time and find the talent fast with Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash onion to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash onion. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Bill. What is it, Tom? Jeff is here. The wonderful Jeff Probst. How's up, it going, Dom? man? It's good to see you. We've never done anything like this. No, we haven't. In we've, all the years we've known each we've other. We've spent a little bit of time with each other, like, off camera and yeah. stuff. And you've been very gracious to invite me to some uh, Survivor events that go on in L.A., which I don't, I've not come to yet. 
I'm, I'm honestly a little intimidated by it because I'm going to meet some Survivor people there. And be like, <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, Boston Rob. I met Boston Rob at your house, got very freaked out. We should talk about the fact that I'm a huge, you know that, huge Survivor fan. Huge. I and love it. I know. I'm embarrassed to say that we've never met Jeff. And nope. also, I, I, Survivor sort of passed me by somehow. But not now, Jeff. <laughs> just Billy, like it, it, it can pass you by. It's okay. It's not for everybody. No, you've been in but, my you've been in my living room these last few weeks, and me and my wife are loving it. Really? Yeah, oh. absolutely. I wouldn't lie to you. I absolutely love it. I said to you the other week, Jeff, when we were texting about you coming on, that it, you find yourself at this point in in a pretty unique situation because you got me a survivor uber fan and billy a novice to the show right and it's very you, cool you can be right in the middle yeah. of this conversation it's you know? all you know covid uh netflix licensed a couple of seasons during covid and a lot of people that had never seen survivor saw it right and so i meet people now who are new and it's really fun to hear their take on it not having been on a 22 year journey yeah they're on a 22 week journey right and they see the show very differently because they binge it. So they see all the transitions, right. you know, in two weeks. Right. Mm. And it's interesting how that changes their perception of the show. I'm assuming that you don't personally go back and watch previous seasons of Survivor, or do you? Not really. Uh, I've tried to go back and watch season one, but it is so painful it, for me personally yeah, yeah. to just look at myself yeah. and listen to myself. <laughs> That I can't do it, even for fun. I'm like, it's just so painful. It's This is going to really do some damage to my self-esteem. Well, I mean, the evolution of the show is extraordinary and something that I, I definitely want to talk to you about. But I, I agree. I mean, I, I've seen every single season of Survivor. It looks like a completely different show. It doesn't even look like the same show. No. And in season one, you guys are still figuring out a totally. lot of stuff, right? In season one, we had 80 crew members. We now, including locals like in Fiji, we are now close to a thousand. Oh, wow. We had 80 people doing wow. everything. Mark was carrying tripod sticks. I was everybody. You were traipsing through the mud for an hour to get somewhere because we only had five boats and we lost three of them in a storm. So, I mean, it was, it was real. And yeah. it was also, I remember being in a little, like a, I don't know, it was some sort of cubicle we'd put in the middle of Borneo. And I had a whiteboard because Regis Philbin was doing who wants to be a millionaire and he had this line is that your final answer right. and i kept saying we got to have a line and everybody's looking at me like oh dude you're you're overthinking this but my point being we didn't even have the tribe has spoken right yet right we were still oh, yeah. it was just sort of coming all at once right. and mark was such a great leader because he was fearless if you had an idea he'd say i don't know don't <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. We, let's try that. You know, and then you just do it and yeah, see if yeah. it works. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the format of the show because this is something that you and I have talked about a lot and something that I know gets you really excited. Survivor is a, quite a regimented, formatted show, right? And yeah. it's something that you really lean into. It, is, it, is it the idea that you want the audience to be reminded that they are in a game show, that this is a game all the time. Is that the idea behind the format? Not for me, it's not that. It might be subconsciously what you're picking up on, but for me, it's, I am a big format guy. When I see a good format, I respect that somebody built that format and it's, preci and it's precise. Mm -hmm. And so with Survivor, the, for the, que the question I always have, because this show is done in other countries, different producers, is what, do you think the format is? Right. I think the format is philosophical. It's you take a group of people 
strangers, typically, and unless you're doing an all-star season, yeah. and you force them to live together where they must rely on each other yeah. to survive while simultaneously voting each other out. Mm. And in the end, a group of the people that you voted out will now decide who wins, who yeah. played the best game. What's yeah. the best game? Depends on the people deciding. Yeah. For me, that's it. You, the, you could add in, there are reward challenges. There are immunity challenges. Maybe, maybe you don't have to have them. Right. We don't know. We may get to season where we don't do that. And right. people will go, oh my God, you've blown it again. Yeah. But so I just pay attention and remind myself every season. I go back through, what is this show about? Every episode, we just finished episode seven. One of the things that's really strong in episode seven is this contrast of rely on each other, but compete against each other. Right. Mm. And it's subtle. You shouldn't notice it, yeah. but it's always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people now playing Survivor are fully aware of the game that they're walking into. And you would think that they would be a little bit more wily about the way that they should behave. But everyone breaks down. Everyone double crosses. Everyone makes a mistake. Everyone lies. I mean, you have to lie in this show. Yeah. I think about, I mean, it, it, it's my favorite show on TV. And I think about the people in my life playing Survivor. And like Billy, for instance, with respect, Billy, is <laughs> too nice to play the game. Yeah, and that, no. that is a respect. No, yeah. I'd no, be brilliant. No, you wouldn't. You would. I would be amazing. <laughs> Billy, you don't backstab. You don't say to someone, absolutely, I'll do it, and then walk around the corner and go, I'm going to mess up that person's game. You, would, you wouldn't have the, 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 you need to be a bit of a, like getting into the needle of the game. I just don't think you'd have that. <laughs> I don't think you would, Bills. Physically, I think you'd be fine. The social game, some aspect of it, I think you'd be great. To win this, the game, well, you but, have to be a bit of a bad person. But this right? is what's great, is Billy has never played, nor right. have you. Because right. I always tell Dom, I think he'd be really good. Because mm -hmm. he has great social skills, he's yeah. got great emotional intelligence, he can read a room and go, I don't know, I'm not trusting the eyes on that one. But what Dominic wouldn't know is what you are really thinking. Yeah. And in an interview, you could go, it's going to be so hard for my friend when I write his name, name down tonight. Yeah. But he's going home long before I do. And that could happen. And then Dom is like, well, that's bull. Haters. I don't know. How, I'm a better player. I, I don't know. Are you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. And like I say, I'm new to it. So I'm, I'm watching. So I'm watching the new one. Okay. So I'm watching people who are all fans of the show, yeah. playing the show. Yeah. But then... Like you said in, in uh, one of the meetings in a, a, an early episode there, that uh, why does everyone tell everyone the truth? Right. And you're trying to figure it out even at this level. Well, and they're saying, well, sorry. And, and they're saying because all, all, the only thing you have to bargain with is your honesty. Your trust. That's your trust. Yeah. If they trust you, yeah. then that is such a huge thing. Huge. So if you find something and you go in and you tell everyone that you've found it, then everyone goes, Oh, I'll trust him. Right. So then you've 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 got a little score there. I mean, you, maybe. <laughs> you know, it, it's always it, changing. It's always changing yeah. and it depends yeah. on the group. Yeah. The group dynamic, we're always surprised. This season. Survivor 43 is very different from Survivor 44, but it's the same game. Yeah, yeah. It's but just it's, it's the people. Different players, yeah, yeah. And also, it's such a great show. It changes each week because yeah. that dynamic yeah. shift, because that person's gone and maybe they had a connection right. with that person or maybe they learned to trust that person. What I found over, over the 
as a general rule with Survivor over the years, it's, it's obviously not an exact science, is if you can convince people that they can trust you, even though you're going to stab them in the back, those people seem to go a long way. It's not the out-and-out trustworthy people like whatever, Rupert's not going to lie. You think, oh, well, that's someone I can right. hang on to. It is Boston Rob where you're like, I really want to trust yeah. you, but I kind of know that you're going to screw me at some point. Those people seem to go That's a great a observation. Yeah, you're yeah. a lot like that, I think. Yeah, I can't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Actually. I wanted yeah. to ask you, we were, like we are talking about the format, and one of the things that I noticed changed, which, was, which is something just to talk about in terms of where we're at right now with society, you drop the word guys yeah. from come, in, come on in guys. So every time a, 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 like, um, a challenge starts, Jeff, there'll be no one on the beach, and Jeff will say, come on in, guys, and yep. they'll all come in. Now, at one point, was it last season? It was 41. 41. When, when we came back after COVID, after Black Lives Matter, Me Too, all of this stuff was what happening happened? in our culture, all this great movement. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, so you brought them all together, and you had said, as you guys know, or as, as you all know, exactly. <laughs> I usually say, guys, let's open up the forum here to see what you thought about it. And what I love about that, because I've said this to you recently as well, is those little moments where, you, where I see you at the end of the show say, you know, you say, okay, you guys get together and then we'll, we'll, we'll start the challenge. You have like a couple of seconds now of you going, all right. Yeah. And I love seeing the little <laughs> behind the scenes bit. That was a great thing that featured in the show where you say to the contestants, you're going to decide. It's not going to be an audience thing. It's not going to be, be a producerial thing. You guys are going to decide. And they decide to drop the guys. So from now on, you just say, come on in, right? Yeah. And you've said guys like five times. Yeah. In that. I mean, that's the problem with it. Yeah. I, I'm glad you asked me because I have not had a chance to comment on this since it happened. I learned from, from someone who told me we were talking about it. And I said, you know, people have criticized, like, we're too woke. Like, you should never do that. And I said, well, I don't know. I have two kids. I have a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. And had I said 20 years ago, come on in, ladies, everybody would have thought that was weird. I want my daughter to know if you think that's a weird word yeah. gender-wise, I got you. I, I don't want to be that guy, mm -hmm. that person, mm -hmm. that guy. <laughs> but what somebody pointed out to me was the mistake I made was I made it, I made it a moment. And in that way, I made it about me. And he, and he said, you know, if you just didn't want to do it, stop doing it. Mm, yeah. And I really appreciated that because I was uncomfortable with making it such a big deal. But one of the things about Survivor, it's like if you're a Howard Stern fan, you listen to 30 years of Stern, the shows from 25 years ago, he might not do today. Yeah, he'd be canceled, right? Right. So yeah. I have made lots of of decisions creatively or my grammar or whatever that I wish I could change, but I try to treat myself the same way as we treat players. That's what I said. Yeah. So that's in the show. We were in my defense. It was so top of mind, everything, mm -hmm. our language, how we were treating each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, unconscious bias, which I'm still trying to learn about my own. Yeah. So I was really concerned that yeah. I don't want, this is my one opportunity. We've been off the air, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So I made that decision. If I could do it again, I would do what this guy suggested. And he's a big movie producer, a very smart guy. And I would have just done it and said, this was for me. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have to explain it. Yeah. I understand. I, I personally love the moment. It's one of the, one of the things that I love about you the most when I've spent time at your house having a party. You and your wife will be like, hey, 
we're going to have this conversation. We're going to talk about this thing that might be a little bit icky. We're going to dive in. We're here. No one's moving. I love friends like that. I love people that just kind of say, let's talk about something that's going to be a little triggering. Right. Let's talk about something a little bit delicate. Hey, Billy. What? Do you remember the days before <gasps> streaming services? I do. You'd come home from maybe school. It was only a few hours until that TV show that everyone at school was watching. I know. And maybe your friends had come over. Yeah. Yeah, your friends had come over. You'd have some popcorn, maybe a little can of Coke or something. Well, in 1999, do you want to guess what that show was? It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You've nailed it. In the new podcast from Wondery, the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we're taking it back to 1999. Oh. Get out your knee-high boots and paste that poster of Angel on the wall. It's time to enter the Buffyverse. Join morbid co-hosts Ash and Elena as they slay their way through Buffy's drama, action and romance, episode by episode. Fantastic. <clears throat> enter the Buffyverse with Elena and Ash. Listen to the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Reserve Bar is your online source for premium and luxury spirits, wine and champagne. And now Reserve Bar offers same-day delivery. Reserve Bar has a vast lineup of rare and hard-to-find bottles, premium brands, celebrity spirits and limited releases that you just won't find in your local store. I know. No one does spirit gifting better than Reserve Bar. You looking for an elevated gift? ReserveBar.com has you covered. And you can have that gift delivered right to their door. Even better, turn that spirit's gift into a cherished memento with custom engraving. Perfect for birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, Father's Day, you name it. Yeah. Getting into home bartending? Reserve Bar has everything you need. Spirits for the shelves? Sure. But they also have every barware tool and glass you'll need. Mm-hmm. Reserve Bar has a great feature called Cocktail Lounge. This is a treasure trove of cocktail recipes, bartending tips, interviews with master distillers, celebrities, and more. And the hot trend in spirits, Billy, is ready-to-drink cocktails. Have you tried them? Yes, they're delicious. You're drinking one right now. They taste better than ever, and Reserve Bar has a huge collection of them. These canned cocktails are great for parties when you don't have time to tend the bar or for tailgating season, which supposedly is uh, fully in swing right now. Reserve Bar also has barware, glassware, cocktail recipes, and more. Need something for a party tonight? Reserve Bar now offers same-day delivery straight to your door. Did you forget that special birthday gift? Reserve Bar to the rescue with same-day delivery. Visit ReserveBar.com today and use promo code ONION to save $10 off your purchase of $75 or more on spirits, wine or pre-made cocktails. But only when you use our special offer at ReserveBar.com with the code ONION. That's ReserveBar.com and code ONION. This offer expires December 31st, 2022. Let me ask about the buff since I'm wearing a buff right now. Yeah. One of my, my favourite things. What are the rules with the buffs? Is the rule that you have to wear it at some in some part of your body at all times? Yes. Anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Okay. And it's really just, it goes back to the very beginning when we were trying to figure out how do you let the audience identify that that's one tribe and that's the other tribe. And the, the easiest way is just color. Yeah. We're not going to give them uniforms. Like at one point, I remember somebody saying, well, they could all wear shirts. And we're like, no, no, no. They're yeah. going to wear their clothes. Yeah. So we try to get 
we know who's going to be on which tribe. We'll say, hey, Dom, you're going to be on a tribe. Could you look in the blues yeah, or the yeah. purples? Yeah. Mm. And the same with the buffs. And it's just so that when you're in a shot, you, you're you reminded, oh, that's right. Dom is not on Billy's tribe. Billy right. has a blue buff. Right. It's, it's, again, it goes back to you're picking up on the little tiny things of the fabric of the tapestry. Yeah. If you lost the buffs, would the show change? No, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I buffs. think still the most popular item at CBS.com is a Survivor buff. I love the buff. It's what, just, is a, what is a buff? These things. Why so, is it called a buff? Well, it's just the name of the thing, right? It's a buff. Yeah. So very often you will see yeah. ladies wearing them kind of, you know, like a little bikini kind of uh, top thing. Guys will wear them around their wrist. Maybe you use them as a headband. But so if... Let's say the camera crew are shooting a, a scene and yeah. they notice that someone is not wearing the buff. Will they stop down for a second and say, hey, could you just put your buff on? Will they have those moments with them? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a camera operator. They don't really talk to the players. Right. But a, but one of our producers or a segment producer, it's very, I can't it's imagine that really happens. Yeah, okay. it's very rare. And our players, we treat our players, you know, with love and respect. At least, you know, that's what I, we feel. So it's never contentious or adversarial. It'd be, hey, Dom, I know you went into the uh, ocean to, to wash off. You just, you couldn't you put your buff back on? Right, right. It'd be very casual. That's mm. not a big deal. Right. Honestly, we don't really have any issues with the players. I, the one thing we ask them, you have to be honest with us in your interview. You cannot lie because right. that's how we tell the story. Right. We don't have people lying. Occasionally, like once every five years, there'll be a player in their first interview saying, so you promise you're not going to use this information and then go tell Billy what right. Dom said. And we're right. like, no, our, our entire foundation is right. built on this trust. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the biggest misunderstandings with me and players is because I'm sort of adversarial at times that I don't like players or right. I don't like specific players right. or I'm hard on a player. I have respect for everyone with a couple of exceptions of over 600 people. Johnny Fairplay. No, even fair play's not on that list. Okay, good. No. But I just have tremendous respect because they're out game. there doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a tough game. What one of my favorite things about you as as the host is that you have to consistently wear different hats. So there are times where you will kind of metaphorically put your arm around a contestant to get that reaction. There are times in a challenge where you'll be pointing at someone saying, Let's go. You're gonna right. lose this challenge if you don't pick up <laughs> right. your game. The, the, my favorite version of of the Jeff, the host character, is a tribal because you and you had told me uh, years ago that the way that a contestant is able to navigate their own way through tribal is by answering a question honestly. And if you see that someone is dodging or maybe not telling you the exact truth, you'll zero in on them and keep going after them until they're honest. Well, I I remember this conversation. It it it's not honest. It's, it has to move. It has to have, like, I always tell the players, actually, the contrary. I say, you don't ever have to tell me the truth. Oh, because they could be playing the game. Right? Yes. Right, right. But you have to give me an answer. Because right. what people would love to say is, I don't know. Right. Like, Dom, what do you think's happening right now? We've got seven people, which is, a you know, kind of an unusual number. It's an odd number. Obviously, I don't know, Jeff. Mm. Then I say, okay, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk. But we don't also have that issue. We right. put people on the show. But years ago, when we were still kind of figuring out casting, there would be people who would say, it's just strategy. And then I think, okay, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Right. But 
now, you know, you're really also making me realize my own growth. I'm not that same. I'm not interested in that same story as a human. Yeah. You know, like it used to be red tribe versus blue tribe. Yeah. And we might call it something, you know, uh, brains, brawn, and beauty, whatever it is. For me now, even though there are still tribes, I see this as an individual pursuit because mm. that's where I'm at in my life. Right. So you are on a tribe with other people and you do want to beat Billy's tribe because he's on the other tribe. Mm. But all I'm seeing is 18 people, 17 people, 16 people, mm. 15 people. Mm. So my spiritual place in the world is, why are you here? Right, right. What do you want from this? Yeah, yeah. Is it really just a million dollars? Yeah. Probably not. No, because you'll find that almost every single player across the board when they leave will say, I had an amazing time. This was an incredible experience. Best thing I've ever done in my life. They've not won the million dollars. Right. It's only one person that does. Right. It's, it's getting through those thunderstorms at night. It's lighting the fire for the yes. first time. It's winning a challenge. You know, I remember seeing um, Siri really struggle with the physical challenges. Oh. And then there's a point where she actually is like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do something here. And that's an amazing moment in her life to realize how capable she is. One of the be. best moments, maybe the singular best moment that represents Survivor is Suri in, I think it was Game Changers. And Suri is this woman, Billy, who was the first person that ever said, I was watching Survivor and I decided to get up off the couch and apply. Right, and she okay. represented the every person because yeah. she didn't look like she belonged in a jungle. She mm -hmm. was a nurse, a caregiver. She didn't live out in the, you know, weeds, but she came and she played and people fell in love with her. She's still yeah. one of the most beloved people yeah. of all time, humans yeah. and everything. But there was a challenge where they had to cross a balance beam in the middle of the ocean. She couldn't do it. Yeah. And there's a point in the story of that where the challenge is clearly going to be won by the other tribe. But that's not what's interesting. What's yeah. interesting is you. Yeah. Sari. That person. You're sitting here that, right yeah. now. Are you going to try to pull yourself up on this platform and try to cross that beam? Or are you just going to say, I'm done? Yeah. And all the attention turned to Sari. Yeah. And I remember saying, we're not going anywhere. We got nothing to this, do yeah. but help you. And she got across. Mm. And it was this incredible moment. Incredible, and then she yeah. ends up getting voted out, you know, again, because that's how Survivor works. That's but, how it works, yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff that gives you the goosebumps on your arms. Absolutely. You can see that already. And going back to the tribal thing, something I was thinking watching it the other day, and this might be very obvious, but you being there, it seemed like everyone had made their mind up, you know, okay, we're a, duo, we're a duo and we're a duo and we're going to, you know, it was all worked out before they got there. And then when you started talking to them, I felt like, I think a couple of these guys are changing their mind sitting there in the tribal thing. Whereas I would have thought, well, once you've made me and Dom are going to vote mm -hmm. him out, then that's it. Right. But it felt like just sitting, having that chat, I could see people like change. Does that happen? Well, lot? you're very perceptive, perceptive because in the early years, it didn't change very often. Yeah. People were petrified and they would just, let's stick. I've, we've done it. Yeah. We're good. It's not that way anymore. Yeah. And if, if you say something at Tribal that does not jive with what Dom thought you told him earlier, he now starts to think, wait a minute, is Billy lying to me? Mm. I may go to plan B. So they have all kinds of signals, you know, tug on an ear. They say a weird word. Right, I don't ever know what they right. are, but I know enough to know that everybody's playing. Yeah. 
and the vote does change and they, you know, there's this phrase live tribal, which drives some people crazy, but it really just speaks to the idea that if you think it's over just because you're sitting at tribal, it's probably you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, the, the live tribal thing is much more of a modern society, uh, yes. survivor thing. And I love how perceptive the camera crew are in the live tribal. Because if you, if one of the contestants kind of does a little, oh, they're on it. Oh, man. You know? They've got that lovely close up. And then they'll cut to you and you'll be like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and watch. Dom, I love chaos. that you said that because sometimes a survivor scene like a reality scene where there's three people talking and they're conspiring about what they're going to do. It will be when you see it, it's so good that you just think, well, that's what television shows look like right. because there's a, like you, mm. you all as actors and producers know there'll be a three shot. There's an over the shoulder. There's a tilt up from the hand to the face, boom over to here. But often it's one camera operator. Mm. In the field, who got stuck alone? Three people. He doesn't have a meter. She doesn't yeah. have anybody. Yeah. So he's got to get the three shot, the sh the two the relationship shots, get wider, get us behind. And you look at one disc, and you're like, one person shot all of this. Yeah, man. And as you said, had the instinct to know Billy's about to say something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull over to Billy. Boom! I got waiting on a tax return. Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Got it? Mm -hmm. It blows me away. It's yeah. I often say when I'm watching our early cuts, I'll be like, it, God, you would think this was a scripted show yeah, where yeah. we had all day to shoot this scene, yeah. but it happened in four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can't be scripted because of all of the different human dynamics going on. I, I think probably must have been 10 years ago, Billy, that I was trying to get you to watch Survivor. Do you remember? Yeah. So Billy was, well, more than that, because you were still in Scotland. You went back to Scotland at that point. So it's probably closer to 14, 15 years ago. Been a Survivor fan since it came on. I said to Billy at one point, he's with his wife. I said, what, what are you doing? He said, well, we're going to go home, jet lagged and stuff. I said, take Heroes and Villains. You're so good. Yeah, I was like, take this. It is my all-time favorite season of Survivor. Take these DVDs, watch it. Then you've got season after season after season that you can keep watching. You lost that DVD. I, I lost the DVD. You yeah. lost the DVD. Oh, my awesome. favorite season of Survivor. He lost. Yeah, it. he wasn't pleased at that. No, I not only did he not watch it, but he lost it. But the the pitch, <laughs> the pitch that I'd always said to Billy, and the pitch that I always say to my friends, who you know, Jeff, I'm sure you have it nowadays. After 42, 43 seasons yeah, of Survivor, forty three, you must have people kind of saying, "Wow, okay, you know that show's still on, and how yeah. do you, how do you make it fresh, and how do you make it current." I say to them, to, to my friends, I'm like, it is constantly evolving, the show, but it doesn't necessarily need to, although I completely appreciate why it happens, 
because the bones, the foundation of mm. that show is so strong. You know, the, the physical challenges mixed with the mental endurance, mixed with the, the life at camp, then all the contestants eating each other mm. and backstabbing each other. And then that final thing of all of these people that you've betrayed are now going to decide who wins. Like, we're, I'm going to come and watch the finale with you guys. And you're going to... You're not invited. You're, oh, really? Yeah. You're going to be so confused because you're going to be like, wait, all these people probably kind of dislike the person that they're giving a million dollars to, but that's what they have to do. That's how, that's that's how, how it goes. Well, okay, but I'm going to... This is the the biggest question around Survivor. I hear all the time, ah, oh, you don't really need all the twists. And, you know, well, we'll never know because we we're, that's what we're doing. But here's my argument at, from a game design standpoint. What I'm doing when we're not shooting is I'm just designing the game. And uncertainty is what compels somebody at Tribal to do what we just talked about, which is, wait, why did Billy, why did yeah. Billy say yeah, that? Yeah. That sounded weird. Does he have blank, an advantage, a relationship, uncertainty? Right. So I felt like watching the early seasons when they were playing out thinking – this idea that if there are 12 people and seven are together, they can dominate the five yeah. is disastrous. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You yeah. have to make it very difficult. So you start interjecting things into the show, injecting things that makes somebody on the seven realize, I think I'm seven. Yeah. I could be six if I went to the five. Yeah. So that's, you know, I've been trying to scream from the top of rooftops at today's players who get frustrated with all the twists. It's almost like I'm a parent saying, I'm going to, that which you resist will persist. I'm going to push more and more until you realize this is not what the game's about. Mm. The game is about adaptation. Mm -hmm. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning, you got a weird feeling. You go to the doctor, you're sick. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. Survivor, you wake up, you find a beware advantage. Do you open it or not? Yeah. Beware. Mm -hmm. Also, nod to future players. Beware advantages are not going away and they're not going to get less scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you do need that. And the mistake players make is they get caught up in it. You know, like the change history twist we did. Yeah. There was a guy, Danny, on that season who I think could have won the game. I mean, he's just a, you know, he's a really smart, yeah. super clever, very likable and physical. He could win. Mm -hmm. But he got so mad for 48 hours that mm -hmm. he took his eyes off the prize. And I still think back and think, did that just, did that little course correction yeah. hurt you? Yeah. Versus, dude, it is. Mm -hmm. You can be mad at me later. Yeah, yeah. But don't mess up your game because yeah, you're it, mad. Yeah, it is just minor things that can change the course of a contestant in, in Survivor. Well, let me ask you about the, the beware advantage. The legalities of that, right? Okay. Let's say Billy and I are playing Survivor. And, and we're walking along the beach and I see the beware advantage. But I personally think I'm not going to go anywhere near that. I know what that means. If I cajole Billy into opening it, that's it's, fair game. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. I keep waiting for that to happen because, uh, you know, so far the beware advantage hasn't really burned anybody. Mm -hmm. But you do have to do things. Like it's yeah. going to make you now go get beads to be in, you know, yeah. to form your necklace, yeah. which – at home can sometimes seem easy. It's not. No, no. Mm. That is dicey because if you you can't give it away and you can't be too aggressive. So yeah, I think one day somebody's going to probably do what you just said yeah. and get lucky and it burns the person who picked it up yeah. and it will say, this is why it says, yeah. beware. Yeah, yeah. I like, is it Colby? Is, it the, is that one of the contestants this year? Colby? Cody. 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 
So Cody uh, picked up the beware advantage. And I like the fact that, that someone at that point, maybe it was Cody, explained that if with these guys all being super fans, giving away beads yes. on a bag is something that you would want to take mm. home at the end of the game. And so, so when they're done, when they get when they get kicked out of the game, do you guys, from a courtesy point of view, say you can keep your bag, you keep your buff? You, what what can they keep? that you can keep your personal your bag, bag and your buff? We used to let you like if you say had an idol and you didn't use it, you could keep it as a souvenir. Right. We don't do that anymore either because now we we think of everything as future like you know this knowledge is power advantage idea is is fascinating because because it's such a simple idea if you know the information with this little piece of paper you can change the game Mm -hmm. the question is who knows you have this little piece of paper back to what billy said because i told my best friend that i have the knowledge Mm -hmm. is power i didn't realize he isn't my best friend he told his best friend and she told everybody something like that knowledge is power piece of paper one season is going to go from one player to the next to the next, the same piece of paper, mm. and it'll be cursed. And then in a future season, we'll bring it back and say, this ah, same this piece of paper has uh, burned yeah. four people. So we try to keep all of that and yeah. keep it in a locker and you know keep it dry in case yeah. we want to use it again. I would imagine that the, the contracts for the contestants are relatively thick, right? Relatively thick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you make it to, from the start to the end, how long are you there? 26 days. It used to be 39. Wow. Billy, it's another bone of contention for some people because some people feel like, well, if it's not 39 days, it's not Survivor. I don't feel that way (laughs) at all. Like the old school people that have won, you mean? Yes. They're like, well, you didn't play the way I played. And I'm not taking anything away from them. 39 days is a long time. There's no reason to argue about this. I'm just merely saying we spent a lot of time redesigning the game, like the fact that there is no food. Mm Mm-hmm. At all mm-hmm. for those first 16, 17, 18 days. People are saying that by day three, by right? day three. They're just like, yeah, I am struggling. hungry. Headaches. But I want to be clear. I'm not, it's apples and bananas. Yeah. They're different games. Yeah. But this is the game and yes, we like game. it. And we think there's a lot of runway to play. So at what point, and I'm sure you've had it during the run of the show, at what point does a medic step in in terms of a food? There's always fresh water, right? Right. So there's a well or somewhere right. that we can get fresh water, a well. water. And that water has been cleaned by someone right. professionally. Right. So there's always water. Correct. In terms of food, when does the medic step in and say, you know what, guys, this person needs a bowl of rice or this person needs something? Well, we do, you know, we discussed it beforehand when we knew how many days we were planning to go in this new era. And our medical team was fine with it. You know, they said they'll be fine. They'll be hungry, but That's they'll right. be fine. And they can catch fish. And sometimes they do. And yeah. they get a little bit of meat. But if we, if something happened and our design was off and they said, you know, they're in trouble, then we would introduce a reward into the game. You'd still have to earn it. Or we would say, hey, if you're really hungry, give me your tarp. We would do something. We would never just give it. It would still be in the game. But our job is to make sure that we're, we've laid it out in a way that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And you have done that in, in the show Quite a few times where you'll say, I'll give you this for your top. Yeah. Well, usually it's when in past seasons in the 39 day version, they would have a bunch of rice and they would eat all of it. And in that case, our medical team would say, hey, they're just eating too much. And so that's why there was an invoice. It would be, yeah, if you want another bag of rice, I want everything. Right, right. Because we designed this to work and that other tribe, they still have rice. Right. So you can't say it's not enough. Yeah. It's not as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. It never is. But it's enough. I have to say over the 
over the is it is it forty two seasons now? This is our forty third. So over the over the forty three seasons, I'm still astounded that less people have chopped their thumb off trying to open mm. up a well, coconut. <laughs> because <laughs> I most, was thinking that the other day. Well, mo- most yeah, pe- yeah. most people You're right. playing the game have never opened a coconut before. You're like, right. And almost all of them give it a go during that time. And you will see people just hacking at it like with that? their thumb here. <laughs> and I just think someone's going to lose a thumb. So it's not happened yet, has it? No, but you're, I think the same it's thing. Nutty. When we do challenges where there, we have one, I, maybe even this season, where you have to take a machete and chop a rope to get something to drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We put the dullest machete we can yeah. because of me. Because I'm always saying to the art department, please tell me that that, if they, because they're, they're frenetic. Yeah. They're yeah, running. Yeah. Like, cha, cha, cha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, since I became a dad, I see challenges so differently now. Right, right. I'm the worst for the art department and challenge department because I am now the guy going, oh, it might be too big. That might be too high of a jump. Do you really think, couldn't it be just as cool and we shoot a little lower and they're like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah, being yeah. so responsible. I, uh, the water challenges are probably my favorite because it's usually not strictly a water challenge. There'll be a water challenge that might involve a little mm. bit of land. Anything that has some element of water in, I love. L- let me ask you this, Joe. What do you personally think would you would be the best in, in any of the physical challenges? If they were... If you had to run one of those to save your life, where, where's your strong suit? Um, that's so good. I cannot believe I've actually not contemplated what elements oh, I, I would be good at. Yeah, that's it. funny. They always say, would you be good at challenges? But You'd be good at challenges. Uh, You're a very physically fit guy, and you know your way around them by now. But what's your, where are you strongest? You're pretty bell. I oh, think built. I'd be good at like... Like I've learned enough over the years about balance beams mm-hmm. that you look ahead and you just Go you for it. go. Right, right. You don't look down. You don't take your time. You just and if you fall, okay, you fall. Yeah. I can get up walls. I could untie ropes. I think water. I can swim, but I'm not fast. Yeah. And How about puzzles? Where you at? I, well, I was gonna say and going underwater. One time, you, it just I don't know. In the last ten years, we started a season. The way we we're gonna start it, we were on a boat. And you were going to have to get supplies. And then one person from your tribe had to jump off the boat, swim out. And there was one big giant reward. So the fastest swimmer would get it. Yeah. And we were out testing it. And they weren't sure, like, is it too deep? And I go, let me go. Because I'm average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I swim out. I'm not kidding. Maybe 15 feet. Maybe from here to the edge of this studio. Yeah. And then I have to dive down only like four feet. Right. I couldn't do you it. You got no breath. The yeah. ocean is just yeah, it you around. You around. yeah, and it was so good for me to do it because it reminded me on TV. You're like, just when you see somebody do it and it looks easy, they're a stud. They're yeah, crazy yeah. good yeah, because yeah. it's really hard. So yeah. if it was that kind of stuff, I'd still be underwater struggling. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be ba- on top of me going, "Pros, <laughs> let's go, sucking it up." <laughs> no, I mean you. You must have those challenges a lot when people say when they're watching Survivor. Man, you could, you, you know, you could make that a little easier. Aussie seems to be just flying through it. And you're like, Aussie is a one in a million exactly. contestant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, our art department, to try to, to your point, this year, usually you go underwater and you'd have to unclip something. And it's hard because you can't see. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. ocean. It's not a swimming pool, yeah. you know. And you're not going to wear a mask probably sometimes. Yeah. Our art department's so cool. A guy made a mechanism where instead of having it unclip, you just squeeze the handle mm. and it releases. Mm. And what it did was, because the test wasn't can you unclip, 
The test was to see you go yeah, underwater yeah, yeah. and pop this buoy. Yeah. And in that one little stroke of genius from somebody in our art department, you now have people who can be a rock star. They can dive down, get to the buoy, and instead of panicking with a clip, mm -hmm. pull the lever, mm -hmm. boom, it pops. Because they've it, done the thing that they're yeah. supposed yes, to do. exactly, so Billy. Don't fail on, uh, yeah, technicality. Yes, yeah, yeah. and so now it's a rock star moment yeah. that you want to do because yeah. it's cool, and yeah. we got a camera right there. Yeah, you know yeah. it's a great physical one uh, this year I thought was brilliant was the big snake. Oh, the mm. snake. Because yeah. if you've got two really strong guys, it doesn't matter. Because this, what was it? It was like 400, 400. pounds or something. And it was long. So two guys wouldn't be able to. Not enough. You needed the team. And it gets wet that as well, yeah. you know. That was, was that sand really in the snake? What's, yep. in, what's in the snake? Yep. Sand. sand and then it takes on that water. And thing looked heavy, man. Super heavy. People hanging off it and stuff. Well, and that's Billy, great. that's where you're watching. Like, I'm on the beach going, oh, I hope they they can do this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've tested it, but you never know. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, they get the last bit of the tail over the top. Because you need everyone. Yeah. You need everyone because it, uh, that was good. Okay, this goes back to the format. Those first five or six episodes where you're a tribe, you are forced to rely on each other. So if yeah. you have somebody that's really great in the water and really strong, you need to keep them yep. to get yeah. the snake up. Yeah. But then you have to vote people out. But and that person's not in your alliance. So you want to vote them out. But if you vote them out, your tribe's weak. You right. might lose and go, it's that's the that's problem with right. the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it all starts to like collapse in on itself. Yeah, well, really you, they're already way. talking about it, aren't they? They're like, we need to keep him because he's so strong. Mm -hmm. He can keep us out of the tribal thing. Yeah. But we also scared of him because he's going to win this thing. He's so we, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the yeah. moment, we're obviously we're, we're not too far into um, Survivor. There's a new episode tonight, but at the moment, Cody is like the the yeah. front runner. Full of charisma. He's a good looking man. He seems to be playing his game very honestly. He was great in that physical challenge. He's the guy that goes over the other side and basically uses his body weight just yeah. to try and oh, pull. Cody's the, the guy down. who's off doing his own thing. Yeah, he's a just, surfer dude. Ah, but you see, dog. <laughs> He's, all, he's, he's already lied. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a salesman. Yeah. And yeah. he's not told everybody oh, he's I love a this. salesman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You're because right. Because they don't like salesmen. No. He, Led by him. Led, yeah. That's his idea. Yeah, he keeps calling people saleswomen. He's like, no, she's a salesman. You don't want that. Person. Yeah, don't yeah. trust so much. That. That's going to come you out. You know what else is really interesting is you never know. We never know who the audience will like. We mm. know who we liked when right. we were out yeah. there. Yeah. Cody was charming from the minute we met him. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the audience. You could have a, they could have vibed on him and went, I don't know, the surfer dude. Sure. But instead, everywhere I go, people yeah. are like, Cody. Yeah, love he, that. He guy. just pops. He pops. But it, it, then there's it, a young guy as well. He's good. He's like 19, but he's told Sammy. everyone he's 23. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like, no one's going to respect someone. Which at is 19. funny that he goes, he said 22, I think. He well, went from 19 to 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's enough just to get that little bit of respect, <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. They yeah, seem to sharp. be slight mirror images of each other, hmm. those two, both kind of athletic, hmm. both, you know, slightly masculine dominant energies those yeah. two Cody a question Cody. from uh, my wife from this season what happened to the girl's chin yeah it, she just was got that, it scraped up and was that when she was trying to dig the hole under the I don't remember because uh, yeah it's pretty brutal it's pretty it's a pretty little nasty. it's a burn I mean it? she it seems okay with it she's yeah, just kind of rolling with yeah. it there's been a lot of very physical challenges on the show and then every so often you'll have a physical challenge where you'll put humans against humans you know the the kind of two two netball nets and you have to put the ball yeah in 
obviously in the stuff that we've seen, it can get a little rambunctious. Yeah. Are, there, are there moments that don't get filmed where you've had to step in and say, guys, you can't throw punches. You can't be no, drowning people. But there's a reason we're not really doing them anymore. Oh, is that? Just, it just got, it just got mm -hmm. too... A bit rough. Why? Yeah. But no, I, I got to say again to the players, uh, you know, on that, those challenges in particular, I would say, look, obviously this would be the speeches. You can't throw a punch. Right. If you do, you're out of here. Right. Don't hold. Which has somebody. never happened yet. No. That's Don't smiling. hold somebody underwater. Right. That's just not cool. But then the thing that <laughs> yeah. really gets them is when you remind them, if you get to the end, some of these people, maybe all of them, may be on your jury. Yeah. Mm. So play the game the way you want to play. It's okay to play hard, yeah. but just I've gotten less comfortable with it. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's because I'm more woke. Yeah. I don't know, but I, there's no need. We Our challenges are bigger than ever yeah, this yeah. year and next season, this yeah. season and next season. They're tougher than ever. They, yeah. are, they are tough. Yeah but they're achievable. Yeah. You just got to work together. They're like, you'll see a lot more walls that you have to get up that you can't get up without somebody. Right, right. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you got to rely. Right. You got to build that shoulders. group mentality and then you got to vote that person out. Exactly. Um, in those kind of intimate moments that you guys build into the show, someone's found a hidden idol. They need to have a talking heads moment with the camera crew. Someone's having an intimate moment with the camera crew where they're talking about a, a loved one that they're missing or can they get through this next tribal? What's to stop one of the other fellow contestants just to walk down the beach at that point and completely ruin that? We protect moment? them. If so, when we're so doing do, interviews. So do you say to the contestants, hey guys, we're taking 10 minutes over here, stay in the camp? No, we don't say that. We just take, we say, you know, if we were taking you for an interview, we take you somewhere private and we have some a second producer who's watching to make sure that nobody would try if they were so inclined to get within earshot of the okay. of the interview that doesn't happen it just it just doesn't people right. don't do that we wouldn't tolerate it right. we're we're really clear that we don't ask for much right right but but you got to but that's not cool the, the only things we ask like i said were be honest and you have to respect our crew right right <laughs> because if anybody did say something you know, whatever, like, I don't know, say something to a camera operator or a second producer or anybody, we would definitely pull them aside and say, that will not fly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody out here is busting their ass. But again, Dom, I know I sound like a broken record. Most people are really good to work with. Yeah, of yeah. course they get tired and irritable and all that, but we understand that. Yeah. But we don't really have, like, I'm telling you, this group they're as likable as they seem. Yeah, and yeah. we've just started. Yeah. We still have so much to camps. get to know about them. How, yeah. how, how close are the camps? Well, not close enough to they, get they to. Were, they couldn't yeah. get to the other. No. Right. I so mean, that, I suppose you could if you got in a boat and started paddling. That but, was uh, your thing. But how, how, what is a normal day? Like, uh, uh, like cameramen and uh, is there always someone in the camp? Always. Or, how many? A couple of cameras? Several crews during the day, and usually at night, often it's one segment producer who's getting their, it's often their first real responsibility, and it's a big one because the good news is they'll probably sleep all night. Right. The bad news is someone might get up, and if they, or good news, I guess, depending on how you look at it, but if they do, it's on you. You're the camera operator. You're the producer. Don't if something happens, this. you got to get the coverage. And it's right. a real, you know, it's often seen as, oh, I got nights. But for us, it's 
This is how much faith we have in you and your future on the show is we're putting you, we're giving you nights right? Okay. where okay. you're alone. And Billy, they'll, the producer will have to sit out there in the rain. Yeah. The survivors might have a shelter. It might keep them dry. They're not in the shelter. No. They're out there. And every so often in the middle of the night, I will call at the beach just to see how they're doing. It's 3 a.m. Propes for TC1. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? It's, it's pretty wet. <laughs> You loving it? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, later. Good night. Yeah. Okay, good night. You yeah. know I'm not sleeping, Jeff, right? You're yeah. going to sleep. I'm not. Yeah. They were expecting really? you were going to bring like chicken wings or yeah, donuts right. or something. Not happening. I love it. They, they all said basically after one day, they're like, you're never dry here. You're just yeah. never dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The humidity in the air, yeah. And then cold at night. Right. Yeah. And then your fire's not always burning, which that little thing of that penalty of taking their flint, if mm. they lose a challenge, mm -hmm. You know, we we have only so much time in an episode, but you know, we could do a minute on people trying to get their fire going yeah, again. Yeah. You know, you guys, you two appreciate this. We're still a linear show. We're on CBS network, yeah, yeah. even though you can see it on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And CBS is still limited to 42 minutes, 43 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. If we were on a streamer, yeah. one episode could be 51 minutes. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. What's been the scariest moment as a producer of the show, what's that moment where you're either in the field or you get a phone call that made you go, oh, this is a big problem now. I think the scariest one was this season when we had a guy, we had three people go down at once in a challenge. They were digging it. Roasting hot day, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And they were digging a hole and, and the flag was there. They just, it was one of those inexplicable, they just kept missing it. And one woman, one woman had sort of just little little dehydration, a little heat. She was okay. The other woman was pretty bad, and the guy was really bad. Mm. And I knew it was bad when the woman was vomiting, and our doctor said, she'll be okay. Wow. That's how bad he oh, was. Yeah. And I, I was holding his head, and, and uh, there was just a moment there where I, I, I wasn't sure. He, everything was okay, and he's, he's all good. But you brought in a helicopter for that oh, situation. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that was a big evacuation. And that's when you really see how good our safety mm, and yeah. teams are. Mm. I mean, we have, you know, this guy, Greg Blandy, he, he's our safety guy. And a lot of the times, he's looking to make sure that you put a railing on something if it's really high. Mm. You know, stuff that you could say, eh, okay. But when Blandy needs to be on because something's happening mm. or like somebody in the water's in trouble, he's an expert swimmer, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you go, that's why he's here. Yeah. So, and then we have a helicopter pilot, Ken Gray. That's the guy that knows how to transport quickly, can do that. If he has to fly at night, he will. Yeah. You know, all those things, you don't want them to ever have to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And our medical decisions are made by our doctors. We don't have any say on that. Yeah. So the deal is if they can stay, let them stay. Yeah. If they can't stay, pull them. Yeah. It's up to you. And it's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. You've seen it when they pull somebody. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do it. But they, they never want to do it. But they don't even hesitate right. because it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I want to do this, Jeff, because I'm I'm loving I'm loving watching this. And I'm <laughs> loving that it's a weekly thing. That I can't binge it. That I, <gasps> I have binging is the best. Go but on. hold on. Go on. But if I did want to binge while I watch the new one, what 
what season should I binge? Oh, man. It's good. Qu- well, Heroes vs. Villains is a good one. It's a great one. Um, David Goliath is a good one. Millennials vs. Gen X is a good one. Pearl Islands is a good one. Mm. China is a good one. Philippines, Cambodia. I, honestly, I know I'm, I sound like a guy selling, uh, you know, brushes. But Austra- Australian Outback's fantastic. Uh, yes. You've got Basically, you know, I can't crazy go wrong moment with school. Com- no, you, you can't really. There's, um, there's, the, I, I, would, I would probably say, and you, you, you alluded to it at the start of us, Jane, I don't think you should start with season one. No. Because it's not the show yeah, that you guys no ever envisaged. You could go back after watching a few seasons and go, ah, here's the genesis. Yeah. Yes. But it really starts to catch fire, I think, round about season three or four. And then it's just, it's, it's getting better and better. I, I, it's hard for me to answer it because I'm aware of, uh, I'm aware that I'm talking about the show I work on. Yeah. yeah. I, I think our storytelling is as good as it's ever been. Yeah, it's brilliant. This, our, is, this is what uh, Dom says. He, he says when you meet him, he says he's, he's, he loves the show. He really loves yeah. it in a way that is I drank wonderful. my own Kool-Aid. Which no, is I great. love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Which is a great thing, you know, to, to be involved in a show that you love so much. Yeah. You're, you're so passionate about it. You're so positive about it. There's n- you've always been such a positive person, but there's there's nothing jaded about having done 43 seasons of yeah. the same show. You still love that well, show. Well, I'll tell you I, what I really that. feels good. This is the truth. When performers, other storytellers like you, I have a group of writer friends who've written gigantic stuff, big time movies we've all seen. And when they write and say last night's episode or that scene sequence where this, this, and this happens, it's so gratifying because that's what, that's what we feel we're doing yeah. is mm-hmm. we're telling a story. It's built inside a game mm-hmm. and it's players living on an island. These are all the facts and the, the, the players, the characters, or whatever you want to call them. But what we're seeing is this epic individual adventure of people overcoming odds to see what they're capable of achieving. Mm. And sometimes it is mind blowing Mm. and sometimes it's tiny. Like we have an episode coming up this season with somebody, I won't say man or woman or anyone, but somebody who has a very small moment involving a puzzle that they solve. And in an interview, they say, despite having all these degrees and all this education, they say, you know, I never, I was always kind of told that I wasn't good at this stuff. Mm. I am. Mm. I am. Mm. I just did that. And I saw that interview and went, wow, you've lived all these years. And that tiny little silly puzzle mm. in the yeah. middle of Fiji actually was meaningful to yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe Easy. that's why you came out here. Maybe you will never again doubt that you are good at that stuff. Yeah. 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 I love that too. I'm always surprised at the end of the challenges. I don't think I've seen it yet. That a losing team, <clears throat> excuse me, a losing team has not said to you, hey, Jeff, can we just finish it? Yeah. It's never happened, has yeah. it? I thought the week before last, when Cody's team lost the, the puzzle challenge and they were close, I, I genuinely thought they were going to say, could you give us 10 minutes and let us just finish just for our own sense of satisfaction. But I guess they're also beat at that point, right? I think that's a big part of it, and demoralized, right. and immediately thinking about tribal. Right, right. I mean, you yeah, immediately see yeah. people go, yeah, we lost. Uh, Who's it going to be? Yeah, it's me. And me I think too. if it was really a big time suck, you know, we also have the confines of Sun, 
Like we have to get you back to camp so that we can let you decide who you're going to vote out tonight. So yeah. we, we also have a ticking clock. We got to get you in the boat, get you back to camp, give you time to strategize and do what you want. Right. Cause once the sun goes down, we're going to tribal. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you've probably been asked this question a million times before, if you were able to Frankenstein the perfect survivor contestant to win the oh, game wow. out of, out of people that have come and gone, what would you, that's how, a good how question together. It's really, that's a great question, especially lately because we've worked really hard to put on likable, rootable people. Mm. You know, I love everybody that's, I, if, if we don't have unanimous consent by our producing team, you're not going to get on. Mm. So, you know, if you're on, we want you here. So how many producers have to say yes? Quite a few. I'd have to count, but I mean, it's a, it's a handful. Right. And, and on the flip side, if one person only one person really wanted somebody and nobody else did. I don't think they, I don't think you get to play that chip. We right. used to talk about, you can, you can have one player yeah. who do you want, but it's now it's gotten to where if we're not all seeing it, then let's just wait and bring them back next year and talk to, you know, talk to us. So I think what I'm getting at is the hall of fame of survivor is full of great players yeah. who will never win because it's impossible to win. Yeah. It's impossible. So, I think the skills are, you know, you, have, you obviously have to be a good read. You have to have emotional intelligence. If you don't understand when something's sideways, mm -hmm. you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be able to be duplicitous with the right people and be loyal to the right people. Sometimes the right move is, is telling the truth mm -hmm. because Billy is going to be loyal mm -hmm. and we're both going to go to the end and one of us will win, but we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. You and me might play, and, and you might be in an interview going, I can't believe Probst is going to believe me. All the times <laughs> we've talked about this, but I'm taking him out tonight. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, I try to say, uh, even though I know it's easy to say and hard to do, to play the first time as though you're playing the second time. Because oh, that's a great point. What, good, what yeah. people that are in the Survivor Hall of Fame have never said is, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. They might say, eh, I played the idol. I didn't need to. That cost me. But they don't say, I was afraid to play. No. Nah. And, but it's easy to say because you only get to play once probably. Mm. And you want, you, you want every minute. But if you want to win, you have to play to win because I'm watching too. And if you get to the end and I think you weren't playing to win, I'll never give you my vote yeah. because I played to win yeah. and I'm out. So yeah. I'm going to give it to the other dude or the other woman who played hard and beat me. Yeah, yeah. But that's easy to say. It's like, are you going to go for a home run knowing you may strike out or are you just going to try to get your bat on the ball? Right. Two different outcomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like the people with the biggest swings, the most bombastic kind of plays, they obviously stick their neck out, but they usually go pretty far in the game. Also, the contestants that have won it twice is extraordinary. Right. right? You're Boston right. Rob's won twice. No, nope. so, no, no. Only Sandra. twice, Sandra and Tony. Sandra and Tony. Oh, you'd like Tony. Yeah. Tony's yeah. a really interesting New York fireman. So, so the thing that Tony did, spying at the well, right? that's within the rules of the yeah. game. So Tony, more people did it. <laughs> Tony <laughs> was spying at the well. So where they go to pick up their fresh water yeah. every day, Tony er, er, like erected a little hide and would like- The spy shack. The spy shack. Oh, nice. To listen in to what people were saying. And it, it paid off for him a couple of he times. He worked so hard out there. That's He's cool. an interesting So dude. he built a little thing yeah. that he could hide in? And imagine you got to do that while other people while are other, around. Yeah. You got to be really clever. Because if you leave, they think you're doing Where's something. Tony? You're looking for an well, idol. He was or, always leaving. He was always right? leaving. Him and, him and uh, 
Oh, what's his name? The you know the kind of the little the little hobbity guy that that was with Parvati that no one really. Oh, Russell. Him and Russell yeah. were always right. leaving. Right? And it's a different game now. Russell would have to adapt his game. Yeah. Even though if he listens to this, he'll say, "No, I wouldn't." Yeah. The greatest of all time, but he would have to adapt. But he might be able to. Right. You can't play that game today. Right. But now you play a different game. Genuinely looks like an evil Hobbit, Billy. If you can picture an evil <laughs> Hobbit, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, Jeff, because I'm very, I very—I don't think I've seen you bristle too many times. The only time I ever see you bristle on the show, it's in the finale where we're finding out who's winning and someone out of the contestants that have been brought back for the finale will mention the editing yeah. and you'll go, oh, here we yes. go again. And I want, we all know it, in creating a show, there has to be choices to be made, but right. I wanted you to respond because you never respond. You just kind of go, okay, okay, we're moving on type thing. But I'd like to hear you respond to the fact that of course, this is a entertainment show. Yeah. You have to make, editorial decisions yeah and it's not you're not telling a story that didn't happen these exactly. are stories that happen yeah. so could you just speak well, about that for a sec in the editing bays they're probably not posted anymore but as annoying as this will sound kind of early on when i sort of took on the show running i wrote this you know man of this jerry Maguire moment which is basically here's what our moments have to be and it was they have to be honest they can be funny, they can be adversarial, they can be visceral, they, but they have to have happened. Which means when you're editing, if we do an interview with you on day one and you talk about the marooning and we do an interview with you on day through, on day three and you talk about the marooning, we might marry those two interviews. They're right. both about the same thing, the marooning. Right. That's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So that kind of structuring of a scene is completely realistic and, and normal. What wouldn't be okay would be to take what you said on day one and pull out a few words so that you actually are saying something different. Right. So we would never do that. Right. So that's our fundamental thing. Then you get into players feel like, oh, you didn't show my, the time I told all those jokes, right. I was my so good funny. Side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're right. right. There's so much great material, but we have a show to tell and our thing is this is a murder mystery if you structure it like a murder mystery who will be killed tonight that's what we're looking at so your funny stories they just didn't fit mm -hmm. sometimes they do and you get in yeah. or most commonly as hard as it is to hear for former players you're not exactly who you think you are right. when you look in the mirror. You are sometimes more annoying yeah. maybe it's because you're not eating you're not <laughs> quite as funny and all those interviews about you I mean, they're telling you the same thing. So <laughs> I always I always feel bad because I get it. I mean, look at me. I've been doing this 22 years. I could point to a hundred things that I wish weren't on the show yeah. that people mock me about. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm evolving too. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest thing I hear is the winner's edit. That's the one that gets me. Right. Oh, he's getting the winner's edit. Right. She's getting the winner's edit. I'm here to tell you. There is no such thing as winner's edit. Yeah. There's nobody in our team that would say, well, perhaps we do have a winner's edit. Right, right. We look at the show. We know now. We're, we're writing it just in a different way. When in you're in you know, Lord of the Rings, somebody wrote all these scenes and all these words, mm -hmm. 
And then they hire you to come in and bring this thing to life and bring mm-hmm. whatever you are and make it. And that's now what it is. And then somebody edits it and they twist it a little. Somebody puts music to it. The only difference is we don't write anything. We structure a game and the specifics of what's going to happen. The players write it. Right. And then we go back and say, now treat it like a mystery. Pull out that clue because that'll give it away. Leave that clue in because that's right, fun yeah. to nibble on. Mm. And now at the end, you're like, who's it going to be? Right. And sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Right. I mean, it's always the sour person in the finale that says, well, you know, you edited it and you're like, well, that's because you didn't win. It's never the winner that goes, well, you should have Exactly. <laughs> they were perfect. <laughs> it's a little bit of sour grapes for those guys. Um, I think my all-time favorite episodes in Survivor are the merging of the tribes and the feast because very shrewdly, you will often have alcohol at yeah. that feast. A little wine. Little wine, nothing too crazy, nice. but they've not drank yeah. for a right. couple of weeks. They haven't eaten much. Yes. They've not eaten much either. They all get a little loose. They all get a little lightheaded. And just as you said there, they're not quite as funny as they think they are. They're not quite as dynamic. You'll get someone that's had three or four glasses or two or three glasses, and they let rip, and then they'll probably get voted off that day. Or the, or, it or it often go. happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you're reminding me that a lot of times players will say they didn't show that I was in charge of that vote. They made it seem like Billy was the mastermind. Right, yeah. And that that is subjective. Right. You know, we have all the information. We have what they don't have. We have every single yeah. person telling us. So we're going to go with what we're told. Right. But it's possible that you really believe you were the one that influenced it and what you did was gave Billy the agency to believe it was his. Yep. So that stuff is a little sticky because <laughs> there's never a, a an objective answer yeah. to who was in control. Yeah, Because yeah. everybody is the hero yeah, of their, of their story. story. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, should we eat the world? Well, I think so. I'm starting to feel like one of the survivors. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Dom eat the world. Every, every week on the podcast, we ask people to bring in something that has an interesting story. And you brought in something that I love as well. Yeah, these are boring, but I know I you, them. I think you like this flavor. That's my favorite, the black one. Do you have a choice? Uh, I'll go that one. Okay, peanut butter. Now, you oh. said you live on these while you're making Survivor. Yeah. What's the other one? Blueberry. In which spot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why, what was the brown thing that you didn't like, Bill? Peanut butter. Oh, no. I like that. peanut butter, but I don't like peanut butter flavored things. Mm. I like eating peanut butter. He's a strange man, Jeff. Well, these are just, these aren't peanut butter. See, that's what these bars are. So let's talk about the RX bar. This is what's in your peanut butter chocolate. Three egg whites, 14 peanuts, two dates, and no BS. They keep it simple. 14 peanuts. No, 14 dates, isn't it? it? No, 14 peanuts. Two dates, 14 peanuts. 14 peanuts. And chocolate. Wow. So, well, so I'll tell you what's in mind, Tom. Yeah, go on. Three egg whites. Mm-hmm. I need that because I'm bulking just yeah, now. Bulking. Are you? Well, yeah. Jeff will tell you about that. I, I've started. I've started about six months ago. I thought I want to get. I want to see how strong I can get. Really? Honestly. <laughs> wow. And I started bulking, and I love it. I love eating. <laughs> it's real. It's really fun. Have you seen Game of Thrones, Jeff? Yes. Do you remember the mountain in Game of Thrones? Yes. So Billy's like, I'm trying to reach mountain states. And I was like, I fully support this movement. I love it. You're doing well. I tell tell you what, I love writing down what I've lifted and then, you know, 
adding ten pounds and then adding ten pounds and, mm-hmm. and then looking back and saying, I am a monster. Yeah, you are. You're an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah, just for the audience that may not be watching this, but just listening, mm. you don't appear to be quite as big as the monster. But I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. You should have seen Got me it. six months ago. Got it. It's a journey. <laughs> well, you, you're obviously in great shape, Jeff. In that time that you're away making Survivor, is there a gym? Is there access to a gym? For you, obviously not the contestants. Yeah, I started bringing a gym or building a gym probably early on with like just a little piece of gear. And that's really all I have is a few pieces of gear, but I need it because anybody that works out and feels this way will understand it. I get energy from doing a workout. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not tired afterwards, but I can get really lethargic if I'm not doing it. You're the same. Yeah. So I really do. I only care about survivor when I'm on location. We're Mm -hmm. isolated from the world. Mm -hmm. I can call my wife and kids and, you know, with the time difference, we talk for a little bit. Mostly, all I care about, what's happening on the beach, yep. what's happening. And then I just want to try to be my best version of myself. Yep. And so having these bars, I will eat easily four <laughs> bars a day, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I could eat more than that. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you've been packing a bag to go away for Survivor right. for decades yeah. now. So the these you ship, right? Yep. They're not part of your I suitcase. Ship. So what are the essentials? What are the essentials that people wouldn't expect when you're going to Survivor for you? Where you're like, well, well, I it's to... changed because in the beginning state, early days, we lived in the weirdest place. We lived in tents. Then we would live in these little tiny modulary sort of homes where you didn't have showers. Mm. So you brought all kinds of stuff. Sure, sure. But now we've kind of got it refined, even though we're not on a an amazing resort. This place in Fiji Mana gives us everything we need. So right. we have our own rooms. We have our own bathrooms. We have our own showers. Right. I don't really take much. Right. I mean, I've had the same T-shirts on location. At least, I have a shirt from Ethan Zahn, who was in Survivor Africa, his grassroots soccer organization. Oh, yeah. That he gave me in probably season five yeah. that I've had on location every single season nice. that I wear when I... So, if you saw me on location, I look like I'm an unhoused person who's been <laughs> away for a while. Yeah. So, I really don't... So, mostly, you would see these bars... Mm coffee like little pods Billy's obsessed with coffee okay yeah. i i didn't find coffee till like six years ago <gasps> i started drinking it during covid and i've now quit but you, you started drinking it six years ago and yeah. you're still going i quit i reached a, i reached a limit where so <laughs> it's true during of course COVID, you did d- during covid i said to billy uh these days are so long like i'm waking up at five in the morning because i'm not doing anything and i'm not feeling tired to go to bed until 10 o'clock at night and billy said in in his morning, he said, I have a little practice that goes on for an hour. I, you know, work out what coffee beans I'm going to grind. And mm. then I grind them and I warm up the milk and get everything going. And he said, it, it takes, you know, 40 minutes to an hour or so. It's a nice little process. You should try it. He sent me a link to this Italian little cafetiere thing. I did it first week. I was, I, I, I loved it. The little buzzy feeling wasn't over the moon about the taste, but I was okay with it. But right. the buzzy feeling of I'm going to spring clean my house. I don't get the buzzy feeling anymore. So I sat down and I was like, if you don't get the buzzy feeling, you don't really like the taste. All you're doing is spiking your adrenal glands and it's not doing anything for you. I hate hearing this. I know. I've not drank coffee for probably three weeks. I love it. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've like always drunk it. I always will drink it. I'll drink it all day. <laughs> I like being stubborn now. I'll drink it all night. <laughs> after Billy, a nobody's meal. telling you you can't. There's no, <laughs> no authority one can issue stop here. me we'll, drinking we'll, it. We'll go for dinner together, and he'll order a latte when we're getting the check. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "No, it doesn't keep me awake." Yeah, it doesn't keep me awake either. No, but I, can, I like the ritual. I can go to sleep right after espresso. It doesn't bother me. 
I love it. Yeah. I love the taste of it. I love just having it in my hand. Do you know what else you I learned? You're talking about coffee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I learned to love during COVID? Potato chips. Oh. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. Good that was know. a new one for me. And now I, I will send from Amazon, you know, the little packs yeah. that have like six potato chips in them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my cupboard is full of those. Oh. And I find when I come home in the afternoon, I'm craving that salt. Yeah. Mm. What, what's your favorite flavor? Potato Hawaiian chip? potato chips. Oh, we were going to do oh, Hawaiian potato yeah, chips. I love those. So that's just simple salt. Nothing else. Or Pretty it, sure. Okay. No other flavor. How does an RX bar, I'm asking here, as somebody who doesn't know, that's got egg whites, almonds, cashews, and dates become that texture? They must whip it. Do they whip it? Do you know how they make it? Have Absolutely you any idea? not. No. It <laughs> doesn't tell us in one notes. I can tell you a few things about them if you want to know. Sure. Yeah, but Billy, just to clarify, Jeff yeah. does not make the yeah. RX bar. No, he just but likes, he likes eating them. them. I know, but I just thought I'd give you some facts okay. about okay. it if you like. No, because either. I like them and all now. That's lovely, that. Did you know that the founders, Peter Rahal and Jared Smith, started RX bars in their kitchen? And nope, that sounds like a good place. No so venture capitalists. Okay. No consultants, no like office, no just bullshit. best friends, eager and broke. They wanted everything about the beginnings up front and in the open, just like the ingredients of their protein bars. Isn't that good? Mm. I like that. I've tried to make protein bars with a friend who's a chef, and getting them to stay together like this, that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Without that, using a sugar or, you know. That must be the dates, right? It must be the date, yeah. Probably. I mean, possibly the egg white because that's quite sticky. I love the texture of it, it's, and if you like the texture of a food, I think you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah such as a Haribo or a gummy bear. Yeah, but it's got, it's got that sort of. I only eat the black ones. I've tried the blueberry ones; they're okay. I've tried the peanut butter ones; they're okay. I keep the black ones in my fridge. Billy. What oh. is the black one? It's uh, dark chocolate, sea salt, yeah. almonds. Really good. It's, it's really good. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, it's and it's good for you. Uh, there's a few of these type of bars out there on the market, which I will not mention any names, where after the gym, I used to eat them. And then when I looked at the ingredients, mm. I was like, this is all sugar. Yeah. It's just sugar. Yeah. Makes you feel crappy. These never make me feel crappy. Same. They're a great snack. Same. I'm not pitching these. No, I no. just found I them. them I never feel bad after eating them. Mm -hmm. But they will, if you're hungry, they will definitely stop that craving for mm -hmm. a second until mm -hmm. you can... You know, get and what twelve you want. grams of protein. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which for somebody who's bulking like myself, you are, right? Yeah, you're I need that. Yeah. No, I like what we do, Jeff, um, on the Friendship Onion, is we score it out of ten. Oh, okay. On, on a few different things. The first one being flavor, and you can have or taste. Yeah, or taste. Okay, flavor, so where are we at taste. on this? Well, for me, and you can use decimal <laughs> points. I'm going to give that. A 9.5. Really? Wow. You found something new. Wow. I think as a wow. bar to keep you going and it's good for you, that I don't think you could get much better. And you're bulking. And I'm bulking. It's pretty good. I think that's, I'm going to buy them for they're sure. They're easy to buy, easy to get. Yeah. They're everywhere. I love these things too. They're always on my shopping list. Uh, mm. They're always in my fridge, especially the dark chocolate one. I can't fault this for taste and or flavor. It's getting it a 10 out of 10. What's going on, Bills? My, my, it's just my watch is talking to me. <laughs> I think it's added RX bars to my shopping oh, list. Oh, nice. Well, you'll you'll thank that later. Jeff, out of 10? Yeah, I'm right there. I, I like them. Blueberry's actually my favorite. Sorry, I give Jeff. Blueberry a 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Sorry, I took that one from no, you. No, it's all right. I brought it for you. <laughs> it's delicious. 
if I was stuck in a desert island, I would. Stick well, the a other thing about an so. RX bar is if you like that really sweet protein bar, this isn't it. It's mm -hmm. not, but it's got enough satisfies it. Not but I know what sugars. you mean. Some of them are so oh, good. Yeah, when you mm -hmm. eat them. Yeah, and sugar. then you're over and you're like, I and feel like milk worse. chocolate, which is not good for you. Um, we'll still talk about the RX bars, but while we do that, the next category is aesthetics. The way that it looks, which will also include the like labeling of the I like the labeling. The I like Very clean. Uh, yeah. it, I will say it's a shame that it's made of plastic. You would think these guys would be like, you know what? We're cool and groovy. We're going to make the packaging out of something that, mm. that you can biodegrade a little easier. Or it's uh -huh. edible. Or it's edible. You know, there's, there's packaging nowadays that like, turns into seeds, plant seeds. Have you seen that? Uh -uh. I have, no. yeah. So there'll be something made out of a type of paper, and then it says, just just put this in the ground. Yeah. And, and encased in the paper are flower wow. seeds. Amazing. Um, but it's a good design. It's a 7.6 for me, for design. I like, I like the look of the bar, and I'm going to take into it the texture, even though it's not aesthetics, because I love the texture. I think the packaging is fantastic, telling you what's in it. Big on the front, I'm going to give that a 9.5 as oh, well. Oh, you're loving it. I love an RX bar. Yeah. Right I'm right there with you. I mm. appreciate this because I feel the message that, that they're sending is mm -hmm. what they write on there, which is no BS. Mm. I probably would have, I probably would have experimented with it just a hint more of life, like a little bit more pop. Mm. But if I were going with the no BS, I might have ended up right back here, which is, nope, simple color scheme. This is brown and orange is the offset, and uh, that's it. Minimal white, white lettering, yep. Here's a little piece of trivia for you, because I've been eating RX bars for years, and this happens every time. Every time I eat an RX bar, I will eventually turn it into the map of Spain. Always. <laughs> every single time. So if you hold the corner and you keep eating, there's Spain. That's funny. You guys well just done. Yeah, thanks. That's, that's where my mom and dad live, just down the bottom. Aww. Um, Here's another little fact. Yeah, go on. In 2017, those two guys that I mentioned to you, uh, Peter Rahal and Jared Smith, sold it to Kellogg's for $600 million. <laughs> they were in their kitchen with three egg whites and a couple of nuts. <laughs> Next thing yeah. they know, they've got $300 million each. Hey, Billy, that's $300 million each. Well, we need to think of something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, how's you going on the uh, underwater helicopter invention? Well, that's going okay. And the time machine's coming on, I know. Good. Um, wait, have we done the last thing? No. Billy's favorite category that he came up with. Billy? How useful is it as a food source? Can you do other things with mm. it? Can it be crumbled up into a cake? Can you use it for soup? I'm not saying this, right. but, but you know. Right. Can you travel a, with it? Can, can you put yeah. it in your pocket? How useful is it? And Dom, even if you do nothing else with this, it's incredibly useful, I would think. It's great to put in your pocket and go off on a hike, and then you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I've got it right here. You can give it, like, to if you know i would think your kids are that without feeling bad about it not i'm not giving them extra yeah. sugars yeah. Yeah, not yeah. at all. it's that thing is it's actually very useful as well, well. jeff probes uses it to uh, stay alive while yeah. making survivors how about that when he's stuck useful. in fiji <laughs> i'm going to use it now to help me bulk do it monster it's leg day today jeff oh, oh that's damn. a big day it's not I my favorite day days, but no. hey it's got to be done mm, it does my favorite it's my favorite leg day because i hate it so much that's the way that I reverse engineered it. It was You're always my least favorite uh, day in the gym. I was like, I'm just going to flip the script. So when it's leg day, I'm like, woohoo, it's leg day. And I used to really 
loathe it. That's good the way you've done it. Makes me feel sick like day sometimes. No sick, wonder. Physically sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's big muscles. It's big muscles. Well, big on you because you're bulking. Um, usefulness. I'm, it's it's an eight for me. It's an eight. It's useful. I'm going to say it's a nine for me. Wow. Yeah, it's a useful food source, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll go uh, I'll go nine here as well, leaving a little room for some yeah. something. But And I feel good about these guys making 600 million. Me too. I do too. I do too. Honest, good guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they made something honest and good. Yeah, I love it. That's love a great too. thing you bring, Jeff. Thank the you RX for that. The RX Bar wins. Yeah, well, that's a big one. Jeff, whenever we have people on the show, because this is, this is a show about positivity as well and seeing if we can inspire people, we... We try and find out the route that our guest went to get to the lofty position that they find they are at now. Mm. If there's someone out there that thinks, I would love to be a host of a TV show. I would love to follow in the Jeff Probst path. Mm -hmm. what, what advice would you give someone that wants to go down that path? Uh, that's very specific we today. Um, I never really looked at it as hosting as much as I wanted to be a storyteller and I always wanted to be behind the camera and I made a couple of little movies. But then I realized when I was just starting, I got hired to host some corporate videos, you know, where you would like do stuff for Eddie Bauer or some company. And then I realized, oh, the power of the performer is you're locking that performance. You two locked, you know, you mm -hmm. locked in these things that are in our, you know, zeitgeist now. And so being on both sides was really appealing. I never dreamed it would manifest in this way, where I get to be the host of Survivor and also be behind the scenes helping to create it. But getting the job turned on what I thought was the worst job I'd ever had, which was I did a bunch of work in Seattle, and then I got a job at FX, which was this... Uh, live television network before it became FX scripted. It was just this live thing in New York. It was really fun. And and Peter Feynman ran it. And what he said was, it was, you're just live television all day, all day. And there was a bunch of hosts there. And he said, just try something. And if it works, do it again. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing I was taught was just be fearless. Just try it. Then... I come to LA and I get a job at Access Hollywood and I still know lots of people at Access and I like them. Wasn't for me. I did not like the red rope that touched my authority issues. And I also didn't really like having to ask celebrities questions they didn't want to be asked. It was so, it just didn't work for me. And, but one of the interviews I did was with Sandra Bullock and you know, when you two do interviews, you're trying to give the, the person interviewing you something unique so that they can do something with it. Not the same answer, even though it's the same question. She did that with me. She was just really nice to me. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know me to this day. But we kind of flirted in a playful way about her blouse being buttoned, unbuttoned low. And she went with it. And I put that on my demo tape. It was, it's ridiculous. But what I'm getting to is when I finally got hired by Mark, I said, what was it? Why do you pick me? And he said two things. You had done thousands of hours of live television at FX, and I knew the show was going to be live in a jungle, taped but live. And you had this interview with Sandra Bullock, and I thought, well, if she's willing to be that friendly with you, 
then, you know, maybe other people will talk to you. Little did he know she was just, you know, she was just a good human doing me a solid. But I always remember and say to people, the job I hated for a year was the job that led me to the job I love. So just never know. Say yes. Just say yes. You, you know, we know in our business, we meet people like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Really? You're certain your phone's going to ring tomorrow. Dude, you should say yes immediately and be so lucky to be stuck on that show. Right, and right. as you say, it may, yeah, it may be something that you're like, oh, I shouldn't, but someone sees that and then that yeah. leads to the thing right, that right. you're like, this is what I want to do. Work, but if but you yes, hadn't work. done that one hurdle, who knows? You wouldn't have maybe yeah. got that. Yeah. When right when Survivor was launching, I had gotten a, a million dollars to make a movie with with Ryan Reynolds and James Earl Jones and um, Robert Forrester, who's passed away recently. Mm-hmm. But um, when the movie was over, it was a really fast shoot in Canada. It was a tiny little movie. I couldn't believe I had these actors saying yes. And Ryan Reynolds was not Ryan Reynolds, sure. but he was incredibly talented yeah. even then. When it was over, Survivors were cutting it and Survivors hitting, and it's becoming popular. It's the first season. Forrester calls me and says, Let's take a walk. So we go hike Runyon Canyon in LA. And he goes, I'm going to tell you a story. I had a good career going. It's in some movies. And then I did a movie that bombed. And I didn't get work again for 25 years until Quentin Tarantino came into a little cafe and dropped Jackie Brown in front of me. Mm-hmm. You're going to be tempted to leave Survivor. Mm-hmm. This show's going to run. Ride this wave until you hit the sand. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really know what he meant. I knew what he was saying, sure. but like I'd never been on a popular show. I didn't yeah. know what he was talking about. Yeah. And as the years went by, that wisdom mm. became more and more clear mm. that he was telling me, I've been where Europe could head. Yep. Don't be the dummy yep. that says you're going to do something else. Yep. Yep. And I've had those moments, as I'm sure you can yeah. imagine, where like, God, I am kind of tired of doing the same show. But now I look back and I go, oh, thank God, yeah. Forrester yeah. was in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well, that's brilliant, Jeff. As always, extremely inspiring. It's great to chat to you. Love chatting with you too. Yeah, well, man. you've certainly got a new fan in me, the show, and you as a person. Oh, yeah, thanks, uh, Billy. Really lovely. Yeah, lovely to chat with you. Billy. And it's thanks. Survivor Day today, it's so we get to drive yeah. home and watch another episode. Oh, and it's <laughs> fun. We're definitely having a um, finale. I would say a pizza night. You're not invited, really. Well, could I invite your wife to my house? No. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> My um, wife is loving it as well. She's new to it as well. Well, tell her hey and she's, thanks. She's loving it. It's such a fun, it's great show. And it's got a great feel about it. Even though it is a, a, a game that people are backstabbing and stuff, for some reason there's a there's an optimistic feel about mm, it. Yeah, or something. I don't good. know why. There's a fantastic escapism to Savannah. Yeah. The color yeah. scheme, the animals, the ocean. If I've ever kind of had a little bit of a humdrum day, going into that world where you're like, wow, look at this place out there. Look at this amazing planet mm. that you all live on. It's very positive. Ah, I love hearing all that. It's Jeff, great. it's been fantastic right. to have you. Thanks, boys. Thanks, man. Um, all right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can get our merch at thefriendshiponionpodcast.com and you can check us out on YouTube, Friendship Onion. Yeah, and leave leave a message at speakpipe.com forward slash thefriendshiponion. We're off to watch Survivor. We'll see you next see you week. week. Toodles. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.